Now, I know that we said that we weren't going to do a talk. Well, I said we weren't going to do a talk this week, but I just couldn't resist after hearing that reading from Ruth. Thank you very much again, Ruth. Um, love is the answer. So don't tell the bishop, please. I hope the bishop's not watching. Uh, but I never really liked morning prayer. It didn't always happen. And when it did, it was a bit self-centred. That's because for most of my Christian life, it has been me on my own in a cold church. Okay, God was there too, but I wasn't always convinced of that either. However, much to my surprise, I actually came to like daily prayer. We change its name as we are often joined by friends from Australia and New Zealand for whom 9.30 in the morning here is approaching bedtime there. Indeed, the wonderful picture on the top of our server sheet today, and perhaps on our screens now, is taken by Michael, one of our Australian prayers, who, like me, was captivated by this amazing piece of street art, the profound in the everyday. The wonderful rainbow now has many meanings, as every great symbol does, but to me, Today, it is a symbol of that first promise God made to her creation in Genesis 9. This first universal, inclusive, unconditional covenant between God and every living creature. And that includes me and you, but also much, much more. And then below the rainbow, the simple words, love is the answer. So... My question is, if love is the answer, what is the question? Paul, when writing to the church in Rome, as we've just heard, gave the same answer. Rome, that sophisticated cosmopolitan centre of the world, the New York, the Moscow, the Beijing of its day. He gave the same answer to those from all structures of society, the ruling classes, the men, the women and the children. He gave the same answer to the wise and to the foolish and to all who wanted to follow in the way, the way of Jesus. Paul's answer was, is and I think ever shall be the same. Love, real love, sacrificial love, genuine love. How shall I treat my fellow brothers and sisters? He says, love them. What about those who persecute me? Love them. How should I treat those without the good fortune, the benefits or, or ability I have? Just love them. What should I do about those who are really spiteful towards me? Those who have wronged me some, or someone I care about? Those who make me feel vengeful? Those I just don't want to be in the same room as? Or perhaps Zoom? as. He says, love them. What if I'm given an opportunity to pay them back for the hurts I endure? Don't, he says, just love them. And this being Greenbelt Sunday, hence the uh, drums here, uh, our last purchase at Greenbelt, uh, what should I do if in the middle of the night someone drunkenly takes a shortcut between the tents and falls into my tent, 
ripping off a number of the guy ropes and ruins my lovely tent. Okay, rant over. Paul says, love them. I know, believe me, I know uh, this is not easy. But then it was never going to be easy, was it? For those in Rome, nor for those in Holloway. It's counter-cultural. It seems to go against so much uh, that comes all too naturally to us. And living in or being part of a community where we think that love is going to be the prime force and we find, we find that people still hurt us, make us angry, frustrate us or let us down. Yeah, that's even harder. So don't give yourselves, don't give myself a hard time. Stop beating ourselves up about this. As we heard last week, try to be a bit gentler and kinder to ourselves. Jesus' mates didn't always find it easy. They didn't always see eye to eye. Some were overpowering. Some said really annoying things. And some, yes, some wanted to be the greatest of the lot. That's why Jesus had to tell his disciples to love one another. And he said, uh, by this love. Interesting, he didn't say by their preaching or teaching or by helping others, not by how um, adherent they were to the rules, uh, but by the love that they have for each other. That love everyone will know that they, and perhaps I should say we, are his disciples. So what now? Back to daily prayer. And another of our Australian friends, Jenny, said that uh, spring was coming and they need to prepare for the coming season. So, how interesting, just as our days are getting shorter and darker, theirs are getting longer and lighter. How lovely, how exciting to know that spring is arriving elsewhere as the autumn and winter approach us. So let's take a step and join our Southern Hemisphere friends and prepare ourselves for the new opportunities that spring offers us. Opportunities to start again, to let go of those things that have diminished us as now is the time to allow ourselves to grow, to flourish and to prepare to blossom. But how can we do this, I hear you say? Well, the answer is love. Or in the words of Paul, let our love be genuine. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honour. Amen. And now we have the pleasure of joining Jacob and Justin Butcher as they play some music for us. <laughs> 